and welcome to Emma's podcast. Yes, I'm already laughing and giggling. I have somebody else that's just gonna, I, I don't know, it's like a little of connection or spirits or your energy. Um, it's kind of fun. So it's gonna be awesome day today and an awesome podcast. You know, uh, business breakthrough. I asked somebody to come and join me because I was intrigued, but I was impressed as well. Not only intrigued, but impressed for who she is and what she has done. Her name is Alima Wanamaker. And basically, she's helping simplify the workplace with a unique blend of cloud-based IT services. She started as an IT at OSD CIO and became move on to an IT cloud support specialist as Attain. And then this is why I wanted to talk to her. She is now the CEO because she's the founder of Virtual Essential Management. So I want to say hello to Anima. How are you doing today? Hello. I am well. How are you? Oh, just another day in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys, we, we were talking just before we started the recording. So we're like all giggling like kids. I love it. I love it. So I'm very fascinated because, um, first of all, the IT world, uh, I just talked to somebody, actually, I just talked a few days ago to uh, someone that actually is in the IT world, which is awesome because not a lot of people uh, so far, and I talked to I talked from the IT space, which is to me one of the uh, one of the pillar and the foundation for a company to run properly is you need your IT, and you need your IT to run properly. Correct. So, what made you start into the IT world? I need to know from the beginning to where you are today. So, let's go back and figure it out why you went into the IT world. Okay, so I don't know how far we want to go back, but oh, we, can take far it, we, can. we can take it that far. Let's start with Nintendo. <laughs> hey, let's, let's go for it. Let's go for Nintendo. Now, mm -hmm. I love the video games, and then I'm going to speed up a little bit. My dad purchased me my first uh, computer at, when I was 12. And um, that was a very long time ago in where you had to enter the word win in order to open up windows. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I'm going to tell you how old I am, yeah. but do your Google search and you can kind of figure it out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so no, from there, I mean, literally just playing. I mean, I really played. I just played on it. I was like, oh, what can I do? And and I'm just nosy, you know, I really am. And I love people, but I'm really nosy. And I was just like, let me figure this out, you know, and and I, my attitude always is like, this can't beat me. So I couldn't figure it out. I'm gonna find a way to figure it out. From there, you know, went through, you know, pretty much normal teenager, nothing major, didn't even really do a lot with it, except for just do my homework, played on it every day, you know, that type of thing. Um, so it was funny because I was a senior in high school. I said, I'm taking it back just a yep. little bit. Yep. Senior in high school, my sister was already in the workforce. And she's like, hey, you got to look into this new thing called MIS, Management Information Systems. See if your school has anything. So I go to the counselor and I said, hey, I want to take this programming class you guys have, right? <laughs> so, and she's like, well, it's full. And I said, oh. I said, wait a second. How many freshmen are in there? 
She was like a couple. I said, get them out. I'm a senior. That's what this elective is for. And so then that's what happened. They made it safe for me. <laughs> I love it. Oh my God, this is awesome. <laughs> they made space for me in the class. Good. I, I think I would have had an A if I didn't have senioritis my last quarter, but I ended up with a high B. I'll take it. Yeah. Um, I got my uh, major in MIS. Um, I realized I was not a, um, I realized I wasn't like a computer programmer because I love the business side. I love people. Mm-hmm. So I ended up getting that. So I festival worlds of business side and computers. And that's really my niche is working with businesses and really having that business background um, and being able to analyze it on the business side, but then also merging it with the technologies out there to help you streamline your processes. And I not only make you secure, but make you, I mean, come on, help you grow. You know what I mean? And so that is what I love the most. I love connecting with people, hearing their stories. I love being able to kind of like my mind goes when I'm hearing. I'm like, like, yeah, I have this challenge and that challenge. I can't do. And I'm like, my mind is just going like, okay. We, can, we got a solution for you with this, you know, merge this with that, oh, we'll take care of it, you know? Um, so th- that's pretty much my story in a nutshell of how um, it began. I mean, obviously I had great experiences. I've got to um, contract with, uh, like you said, with um, USDA and USA, that's all government contracting here in DC. I got a great start there. Um, was able to also uh, with a DOD and I even um, contracted with a um, another contracting company through Microsoft. So it, it's been a very um, awesome journey. I realized my joy was truly supporting small businesses. It wasn't helping the big guys stay big. It was like, I'm always like the underdog cheerleader. I'm like, look, they got this out here. This is what they're doing. They've made it accessible for you. You just have to know it's there and then have the resources and know how to, you know, implement it. And I'm like, I'm your girl, you know, I can help you with this. So, and it's just a joy to watch businesses start in one place, get them on a path. And just see them explode, see them go for it. Like, I'm like, you win, we all win. And that's really my my attitude um, with it. My team has the same attitude. We're all like a really big family. Um, we all support each other. Uh, we really allow each other to grow. There's no sort of, you know, I'm going to keep this information from from you because I'm afraid that you might get bigger than me. It's like, no, I want my team to get big or even bigger because if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room, right? Exactly. So question for you, because, you know, when you decided to do it, that was pretty, um, I will say, I, I'm gonna, I don't need to use that word, but that was pretty strong of you already and very showing the confidence of who you are when you talk to that uh, counselor and take everybody out of the room, I'm in. That to me, show the confidence and you know the assertiveness that you have actually. So the question I have for you is when you decide to go that route, how many uh, girls at that time were going to classes? Because that's another thing that like, okay, I understand the boys will say, okay, I'm in front of the computer. This is awesome. This is new things. But how many girls were actually in your classes when you started to study this? 
Uh, my graduating class, I was the only I was the only black female, only minority female, period. And I think there was on one other female in my entire graduating class. Yes, um, that was already so, a men dominated space. Oh, and and that was my. I'm gonna be honest. That was my first true experience. Um, even dealing with the professors. Mm -hmm. even dealing with the professors and uh, I had one professor literally tell me after of course he gives me my A in my dad debate class I will never Mm -hmm. forget this he said I loved your personality but I never thought you would pass my class and and said it to me no hesitation and you know I I guess um, I have to give shout out to my high school which is a all it was girls high of philadelphia is the only there's only two public high schools in phil in the united states that are all female and that actually that's what gave me that confidence because we were all okay to be smart it was okay yep. to be assertive it was okay to be um you, you know you to be you and we didn't have any guys around us in our class that we had to perform for or isn't it awesome yeah and so that is what gave me but I didn't realize how much I needed that especially getting into this field Mm -hmm. um and not only that I'm going to throw it on top of it being a minority woman um that adds extra layer that adds extra layer yeah as well Mm -hmm. um however you know you learn to navigate you learn to um you 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 learn a lot (laughs) you learn how to navigate you learn how you know how to maneuver Mm -hmm. um and you have to maneuver as a woman and as a minority in a different way in a uh in a white male dominated field Mm -hmm. um but it's possible. Um, you can learn. You can, you know, you do have to be, uh, you have to have a little backbone, you yeah, know. Thick skin too. Thick skin. Until, very, because yeah. they're going to see you. And when they see you performing, some will say, okay, cool. She's she's in. She's part of the group. And some others said, oh, crap, we get competition. Let's take her down like everybody else is. <laughs> exactly. And you do have some great people. I mean, mm-hmm. you do so and those are the ones that you know that has helped you it helps you doing your career those are the ones that pull you inside aside and say listen let me guide you let me show you who and how and when and you know and that is the the great thing about it because not everyone is bad right not you don't know everybody in the world is bad but you have some good people and you know yeah, it's not, uh, uh, we're not uh, going after everybody here, but it's just to show the reality that, you know what, oh, oh, no. people who think like, oh, I'm getting up of high school, everything will be fine. I was like, no, it's everywhere else as well. You have to work with people, people you will have great affinity and great conversation and people you will have nothing in common and people that basically, yeah, let's stay on the opposite side of the room and just play nice on our corner. This is exactly. How, this is how we do in real life. It's. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, you know, but owning my business, I would say that it's a lot. The only competition I have is me. And then the only competition, and that's how I see it. I know Mm -hmm. there's businesses. I mean, there's plenty of IT companies out there, but um, there's no one within my organization that's hindering me for growth. 
And that's why I really enjoy it. Like my, the only, only people I have to make sure that I'm giving a hundred percent for are my clients mm-hmm. and my team, exactly, you know? Exactly, exactly. So, 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 you, so you went and you work in different uh, work um, space, different companies. And it's very interesting because you're in the East Coast. So you somehow got um, to go and work for government contract, which is very interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, for people who maybe most of people don't think about government contract. But mm-hmm. it's very interesting that you have done that for years now. What made you leave your last company to create your own business? What was the inspiration? What what happened? <laughs> okay, so in the government contracting world, um, especially uh, where I'm in the DMV area, which is the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, where mm-hmm. the capital, you know, where mm-hmm. the capital of the United States is. Uh, so. In the, the contracting world, you you get contracts, you lose contracts. It's nothing to do with your performance. It's about the company, right? So you're you're always hopping. Like people say, you know, don't job hop. It looks it looks bad. Well, in this area, you're always job hopping because of the contracting world, um, and because of that and different experiences that I've had where even though a con- new contractor would come in and I could transition in, you know, it's still a lot of um, dependency on that arena. And I, what I wanted was I was tired of giving people so much control over my financial destiny and out of my well-being and my family's well-being and if I figured listen if I'm not able to succeed it's all my fault it's me you know uh, it's not in anyone else's hands they can't just rip it from underneath me all of a sudden I'm making a, a weekly paycheck and then next thing you know it's gone um so that was really my drive now I'm not going to say I did I did work um, during my time with in the beginning stages, obviously. And and my mindset though, with my company was, I thought of my employer, my, my company, my, my uh, job, as I was building my business, I looked at my job as my primary investor. And that's how I really approached my job. I said, they are my investor. And that's what I looked at it as. And I so like, I like your state of and, that, and it allowed me to still perform well mm-hmm. because I needed, I needed my investor. Yeah. You know, I needed the capital. I didn't want to mm-hmm. take a loan out. I didn't want to, you know, have debt starting my, my company. So I had to, you know, so I, that's how I kind of changed my mind. Like you said, my mindset and looking at that job, like this isn't long-term, this isn't my life. Mm-hmm. This isn't where I'm going to end everything at. No, this is my investor to build what I'm aiming for. That is awesome. That is yeah. great. So the idea um, to create your own business was it out of a need that you saw with the uh, client or it was just, why can I just do that? 
it really was the fact that I was just tired of, you know, of the contract as the ending. And, and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it, you that be, that's really what it was. Um, however, looking, th- when mm-hmm. I looked and evaluated all of the different um, su- uh, positions I've had and who I worked with and who I supported, I had the most joy with small to medium-sized businesses. That is where where I could really help and see the growth and really see the impact of mm-hmm. my work. And yeah. because of that, I got satisfaction. And so that's why I do support the small to medium-sized businesses. I absolutely love it. And I love when they have to leave me because they got too big. You know, they, they are to a point where they have to hire internally now. But I loved where, you know, they may have started and then, you know, we were able to help them grow to that point. And then, you know, and, and I'm okay with that. And we're okay with that. Well, yeah, because you come to a point you have to let them fly. Like it's like a bird. You have to you take care of them and then it's time to fly. Maybe they come back and ask for more questions and stuff like that. But after that, it's right. like you see them growing and it it's it's satisfying to see your client growing and moving on to better things and I said once in a while they will come back and ask for um, time questions or a good old time and say hey how are you doing here <laughs> exactly exactly so that's interesting you started this but is this urge to start it came close to the end or was it like a few years before you got the idea and said I would like to have my company but right now I'm not ready yet I had started businesses like so many businesses before this so, you know, it's not that one and done and, oh, it was successful. No, <laughs> it was, I had like, I think I started like my first, I, it wasn't even an IT company. It was just like me, break, fix type of, you know, just like I'm going to help someone out type of thing. Um, I even did a, um, a start, I attempted to start, it was for profit, but my, my, Goal was making nonprofit and it was really low and, and it was it was coming out of a good place. But I started a, a prison ministry where I would take people to see their the loved ones to see their families in prison just to give back. That was like my moment of like, I have a bigger purpose here than just, you know, doing yeah. computers and working in business. Mm-hmm. And so I had that moment and you know it was it wasn't long lived, it was short lived, but it was very rewarding time in my life. I will give you that. And being able to at least talk to the people and, and comfort people. Um, and so I had that business. And I mean, I, I've started a lot of business in between. And all of those small starts, failures, success, you know, short-lived, longer-lived, helped me to this point because I got to learn. I got to learn. And and you have to learn your skill set. So those are not failure. Those are for me teaching moment because this is what you needed to learn before you really launched the one. So you had to do several of them to learn things. You learn different things from all of them. So for me, it's not a failure. It's just a learning process. So and you went and did it through uh through starting businesses, which is great. Some people do it a different way. You just let's go and do this and let's spare the moment. I'm gonna create this and that, I'm gonna do this. It's awesome. It's just using your mind. It's just your, your creativity. See what works. We see what doesn't work. Exactly. And at the end, create something um, like uh, virtual essential management that is just uh, running like there is no tomorrow. It's like, that's great. It's just, you know, 
it's awesome. But you know what? A lot of entrepreneurs have done that all through a lot of their lives. So is your parents encouraged you or were they entrepreneurs, your parents, if I may ask? Oh my goodness. My mother is the absolute role model there is. She um, literally put um her her my father had divorced when I got older actually and so majority of the time my mom would work three jobs to put me and my sister through private school wow. private school she wanted the mm-hmm. best for her children and seeing my mom's work ethic Mm-hmm. seeing her sacrifice mm-hmm. seeing her um you know really you know dead tired you know mm-hmm. coming in yeah you know still you know providing for us mm-hmm. just to make sure that we had the best education possible in the high school I went to even though it was a public school it was a magnet school so I had to test to get in so she prepared us by putting us to private yeah. school to be able yeah. to do that yeah. um so I would say my mom definitely instilled, my dad was an entrepreneur. Um, he, he had a, um, he actually had a car uh, shop, you know, and car repair shop. So that, that's, that's all. Blood. Yeah. That's my mom was a caterer. She had to start her own catering business after she retired. She still can't sit down, wow. you know? So all of that, seeing all of that, being around all of that has really, shaped and instilled you know who I am and and seeing them fight you know like you know we've seen them fight through the the you know the processes and mm-hmm. and of running their businesses and even yeah. working in tirelessly mm-hmm. you know that that's kind of what's instilled in me and that's awesome because that's made you who you are and that's inspirational because some people come and do the you know the entrepreneurship because they feel like it but they don't have anybody uh, around them who's an entrepreneur. But you had your dad, but you had your mom as well, who show you etiquette, which work ethics is actually. Absolutely. Because some people don't don't understand or don't know what work ethics uh, are. But at least your mom show you all of that, and that's rewarding. And it must be rewarding to your mom at the end of the day to see how you and your sibling siblings came, you know came out. It's like the, her hard work paid off. Exactly. And, and that's what we're doing for our children. My, my, my nephew and my children, you know, that's our whole goal. Me and my sister, you know, we, we raise our children to be united, not to mm-hmm. combat against each other, but be united. But then we work so they can have a, a better, you know, more than we, we want them to accomplish more than what we accomplish. Exactly. You know? you're, you're passing the baton to them. So they're going to, exactly. you know, your mom did that for you. Now you're moving to the next level with your children's and being exactly. able to, for them to do even better, which is awesome. This is what it should be. It's elevating each other's to the, to the next level, especially on a very great lineage of, um, I would say, um, legacy from one generation to the other, which is beautiful. And now being dysfunctional, like our family. Uh, <laughs> no, we didn't, it on. I didn't say that now. I didn't <laughs> say that now. <laughs> Every family has a little dysfunction in. Oh, yeah, really I don't want to paint that picture. Let me not paint, <laughs> let me retract for a moment. No, I don't no, want to no. paint that picture. <laughs> we just, 
we just you make it through. <laughs> you didn't have the Cinderella life, but at least you got, like we said, the legacy that your mom and your dad wanted to inspire and make you and push you, got you where you are yeah. today, which is absolutely fabulous because they gave you, they gave you that um, entrepreneurship and spirit. Because at the end of the day, is your mom ever asked you what you would be doing or she was expecting you to do maybe, I don't know, do an MBA on something else than IT? Did she ever, you know, try to put her thoughts on what you should be doing? My mom just always exposed me to things. So, you know, we went to concerts, we went to balls, we went to, um, you know, uh, symphonies, we went to ballets, we went, we got exposed to a lot. And actually, my mom was, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Episcopal Church, but my mom was really, really um, involved in Episcopal Church. And uh, more on the political side of it. And she rolled me in on the youth end of the political side. So it's, you know, 14, 15, 16, I'm going to meetings in suits, you okay. know. Now you <laughs> said that, no wonder you kicked the, the kids, kids out of the concert. Now we know why. <laughs> you were already, already being formed by your mom, being trained on how to deal with anything. <laughs> I'm like processing it. Wait, I got four more years. Get me in oh. there. <laughs> now we know why. No, but that's yeah. that's great that your mom got you involved on those and exposed you to these kind of things because at least it really you were not sheltered and cocooned. You were really exposed to the world and what's going on for real. And then my sister too. I mean, she's um she's older than me, and I'm not gonna say how much older because if she hears this, no, we're not. She'll, you know, she'll come and and, and you know yeah, we're gonna see yeah. each other this weekend. So um, <laughs> you're gonna have her on her trip to the Bahamas or somewhere and then else. We had the dysfunctional family <laughs> conversation, you know. So. <laughs> Let's go play children over there. We right. need to have a talk between sisters. <laughs> right. So my sister already being in the workforce and me allowed her to see yeah. she was such an inspiration as well. So I was able to see her as well thrive in corporate America. And and that was my example as well. I followed in her footsteps. She went to the same high school. We went to the same college. I just really, literally followed in her footsteps. That's she awesome. First, yeah. She was the first person in our family to, to go to college and graduate. That is wonderful. And, you know, it's nice to see that uh, you too decided to go into the corporate world, which is a cutthroat world, it still is. And being able to navigate all of this, have a thick skin and being able to, you know, to move along, whatever comes your way. But your success was made because of who you are and what you knew in your brain, which I love. You know, it's not all about the physics, people what we look like but it's about the brain Absolutely. the intelligence mm-hmm. and the compassion for people yes. you know yeah. I mean I, I really feel like <clears throat> I think I can take pretty much I'm gonna say almost everyone not everyone but almost everyone mm-hmm. I could probably teach a little bit to in regards to IT I can tell you to do this and click here and mm-hmm. move you know this does that And just from learning or repetitiveness, you know, you can learn it, right? Yeah. But you can't learn how to be kind to people. No, it's either in you or it's not. Mm -hmm. You can't learn to care about people. You know, that, that is the thing that really, the, the, I really, really am 
big on our customer service. I am really big on how we speak to people, how we treat people. You know, that is number one on my list. The tech, I can teach you the tech, uh-huh. but do you have the ability to actually have empathy? Yeah. You know, can you empathize with someone? Can you actually put yourself in their shoes and, exactly. or, you know, or at least have that calming nature to be able to calm them down, assure them, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it goes hands in, hand in hand. And a lot of people think, you know, oh, IT, and you do have your, some folks, you know, and IT is rigid and it's like almost like a lawyer's, you know, it's like, rigid. yeah, and, and not caring and you're just factual and you talk yeah. another language and you can't relate and they're not mm-hmm. personal. But you can be. But it takes yeah. that certain type of person. It has to be in you. No, yeah, because you remind me of something. That's true. Because when I was, but I was a few decades ago, I'm not going to give my age. I think I did it in the past. But who cares? You have to listen so, to, the, to the old podcast, people. <laughs> and I will not tell you which one because I don't remember too many episodes. <laughs> So, no, but you remind me a few decades ago that when I was uh, an analyst and I was between basically the end users uh, for people who don't know, and um, IT, because I love the word of IT, I love to sit with you guys. It was just like, oh my God, I absorbed so many, so much information. I just loved it. It was just like, I will not be a programmer because I will get bored after five minutes because that would be me. But I love, like you did, I love the interaction with people. Mm-hmm. But I remember that, you know, some of the programmers did not give a crap a lot of what would lose the end product for the end users. So I was in between because I was like, okay, guys, I know you don't care, but this is how they have to navigate. So we were, I was working with them to make them understand that, hey, what do you think will work will not work for the end users? So try to meet everybody in the middle. So right. yes, you're correct. At some level, some people did not have that empathy because it's like, I'm just coding and I don't care what looks, what I see will fit better. It's fit better, but they never had the user experience, the end user's experience. Exactly. So exactly. which makes it a little bit um, challenging for some of them, but some understood because they saw the how to navigate and they were more concerned of how did it work? How, you know, and, and I remember one of them was a Microsoft product. I forgot what it is. Mm-hmm. That was very difficult to deal with. It was many, many years ago. I forgot the name of it. Uh, and it was like, even the programmers have a hot, hot headache with this one. Forget the name of that. It's not part of the Microsoft suite that most people see. But mm-hmm. it was very interesting to try to figure out how to make it more friendly for people mm-hmm. to use because it was just like, okay, if you're a programmer, just go and see at the end how is your software, your program works so you right. can have the experience and understand the struggle that some people can do. Also, the end users have habits. So if you're changing from one program to the others, that could be a challenge for them too and frustration right. because I used to do this, I used to do that, but it's like, okay, it's a different environment and you have to talk to them. So I right. like the fact that you're focusing your customer service as well to, you know, be more human. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Because Most some definitely. people, it's like, you're like a number and I don't like it. I want to be, I am a human, well, I'm spirit first, human next, but mm-hmm. I'm still human at the end of the day. So talk to me, not like I'm a number. Absolutely. 
And Absolutely. I think that makes a huge difference. And and it does. It makes you more relatable. And and that's why even with our company, not only do we do, you know, the, we basically for our company, we do the managed solution provider. So we do from beginning to end. We're not just break, fix. You have a problem, we fix it. We make sure that everything is taken care of across the board. And we also do business consulting. We add mm -hmm. business consulting. We have to have a business consulting conversation with you. I cannot... Um, you know, offer um, a package or put together something for you. If I don't know, you know, on the back of your business, you know, um, what is your yeah. marketing company, uh, your department doing? What is your sales yeah. department doing? What is the C-suite doing? What are your, you know, your people in the field? What are they using? So, mm -hmm. you know, and just taking all of that information together and just, uh, and instead of just doing an out-of-box solution, right? Like here's, Here's the software install it, there you go. No, and like you said, some people don't use everything the same, you know? Nope. And so, and sometimes they don't even, and, P, I, and I feel like a lot of times you'll see people with way too much access, way too much access, you know? Yeah, even so dangerous and you're like, oh boy, you don't yeah. know how to sign the company right away. It's like, no, you shouldn't play with that button. It's very scary, yes. Why do, have, well, why do they have access? Why does the-, the Because uh, we want super right We like super we love superpower. Give me my superpower. Right. I want to, yeah. You know, but <laughs> you, know, you, you have to be able, and in order to talk to, a, a, you know, a CEO, a CFO, a CI, you, you have to be able, an owner, a small business owner, you have to be able to get out of the tech language and talk to them uh -huh. and, and listen, and listen, you know, and really hear what they're saying about what they're doing or where their gripe is or where their pain points are, you know? So you can then talk to them intelligently, but not too high level where you're like, there, you get that, they always say- They understand the first look. word and the last word and in between nothing. Right, you're like, that, <laughs> that glazed oh, look. Yeah. You know, they're, they're looking, they're like, okay, yeah, I think yeah, I know. You, you start the conversation, they're smiling, and by the end, it's like the home alone version of it with their hands by their cheeks and like, oh my God, I'm going to scream now. I know, like, I don't know yeah. what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when you're too techy, not everybody understands everything. So you have to speak uh, uh, common language for everybody. Hybrid. It's not to be mean. I call it the hybrid. <laughs> I still struggle with it sometimes. I can see the look. The look always brings me back. I hope, like, like, let me bring it back. Let me bring it back. Hold on. You know. <laughs> let me make it simple. We do not want to know the detail. Just give it me is. the synopsis and exactly. the live version. Exactly. It's called the hybrid language, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, like I said, the whole thing is I love what I do. I really do. I like, you know, I guess it started with my dad with that Nintendo for my grandparents and then the computer for my dad and then all the other stuff that came from the rest of my family, my mom, my sister, you know, all of them. But I, I do. I, I like it. I like what I do. And that's awesome. That's beautiful because, uh, as I said, I mentioned at the beginning of, of the conversation here, we don't hear much about IT and a lot of uh, companies don't realize how crucial IT is because you can break, you can destroy your company if you don't have the right support, the right uh, uh, processes in place, but the right security. protection as well and security. Thank you. Yes. Oh my goodness, security. Can see your I mean, face now is like, yes. 
it's the security. Oh my goodness. Yes. No, it's yes. the security. Security is number one on the list at this point, you know, and it's so, and, it, and <clears throat> the thing about it is that you have to have it. Every single industry, you and I are talking because of technology. Yes. Every industry, every hobby, everything you do, you're either online, you're yep. using some sort of technology, you're using some sort of device. And what I what I always say is when you put yourself out there, you got two types of people that'll see you, good or bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody in between people, you heard that. <laughs> right. Good or bad. Yeah. You know, and... um. And so security is number one, you know, mm-hmm. if you, because literally, like you said, not even the processes of destroying you, it's, it's one click can destroy you. Exactly. You know? And it could and be not done. even from you, from an exactly. employee. Exactly. So I wanted to say, it could be an employee who made a mistake. It happened once actually to a company that I know, and it was one employee did not report it, got fired at the end of the day, but they, they didn't realize it and they realized afterwards, but instead then contacting uh, immediately IT, they did not. And that created a big issue. So, and it happened every day. That's not All something that is like by by like, oh, it happened once in a while, no. And even for small businesses, you know, if small businesses, let's say they get hit, they get a cyber hit, you know, mm-hmm. if you're not walking around with cyber security insurance, and then if you don't have the insurance and you, well, even if you have the insurance, but you don't have the things in place that they want you to have in order for you to meet the coverage uh, uh-huh. requirements. Yeah. You know, can your company withstand it? A lawsuit. Can you withstand not being protected? You know, you put your your blood, sweat, and tears in these businesses. And then what? Someone who wanted to play. Yeah. Take it from you. You know, so that's why it's so important. Um, and I'm so glad you brought that up. It, the security, if we're gonna say anything today, the security of of um of your business is the most important. It's so important that um we actually uh Vemtech, uh, we have rebranded to Vemtech to kind of shorten it, but it's still virtual central management. Um they we have like there's uh risk assessment cyber risk assessment they can cost you up to like a hundred dollars 150 we offer them free we give okay uh, guys you heard that so if we you offer need anything, complimentary yes. risk assessments for yep. free because that's how serious we take it mm-hmm. and we give you a report mm-hmm. and you know we go over it with you but that that's your that's your handbook that's what you that is your um report card and I think everybody should have a report card, actually. That's what I do with my business, too. I, I go through and I do a report and I do an assessment to see mm-hmm. where they are. So you're doing exactly the same. And yours is critical for the good functioning of a company. Because if you don't have that, then you're like a Swiss cheese. Good luck with that. It's a matter of time before somebody poke at you. Think about, guys, and I'm going like huge on this one. Amazon has it. Google, well, Google has it, but sometimes it's just Swiss cheese. Uh, the Pentagon, every mm-hmm. single day they're being hacked or attempted to be hacked every single day. Yeah. I so, mean, even, but small businesses too. My sister, small business I, is even worse because they can go very the insurance. She's, she's yeah. in the insurance industry. Mm-hmm. And, and, and she says all the time, our underwriters are crazy overloaded busy 
And these are small businesses as well. You have your large businesses, big businesses and are, I mean, small businesses are getting hit. They are not just because Mm -hmm. you're like, as soon as you apply for that EIN, as Mm -hmm. soon as you buy Mm -hmm. that domain, as soon as you register with the state, Mm -hmm. as soon as you put any type of business Mm -hmm. contact out there, it's going and I'm seeing I'm seeing it on some of mine because I even stopped some comments I stopped some stuff to receive and I receive even some uh via my contacts email I just delete everything because I realized like I'm never gonna answer you and I'm not gonna click on that little thing you're telling me or I'm gonna sue you if you don't do this because you took my picture I'm like no that picture is from Shutterstock so honey one I'm not gonna answer (laughs) two I'm not gonna click on the button and three I'm laughing I don't know so there is a lot of people who attack and you go by period as well, meaning for six months or a year, you're not going to see anything. And all of a sudden for like three to four months, they're attacking you over and over and over. I'm like, okay, you must be bored today, but mm-hmm. you have to be cautious. And I agree with you. Security is a big issue and small and medium. I, I use the example of billion and the government for just give an idea to people, you know, you're being attacked constantly. Mm-hmm. And It's an education for your employees because most fault you've seen is the employee opening a phishing email. They have no idea they're going to click, oh yeah, hey, here we go. I always uh, use my uh, mouse Mm -hmm. and I always go above the the address. Because one thing they can do, you can mask the address, but unfortunately, thank God for that, if you scroll, if you hover with your mouse, you can see the real email address. So you know, and I always read all of them. If I don't know who you are, mm-hmm. no, not happening. Even this my is my smile. email address. You see my big smile? <laughs> yes, I do. I, I got a brownie point. I'm like, yes, yes. I know, you but this is, this is what I do. If I said, I don't recognize the address, I looked at it, I'm like, I want to see it very closely because there is something weird or the title or something in there is not right i go back and i look at it very closely every single one of them because i don't trust it so now i'm gonna i'm going to you Uh know the challenge out of though how many small businesses you think that actually does user training awareness so they can learn that honestly i would be said less than one percent way less than and if they don't even reach the one person at all i will say 0.06 right people you trained actually because most people don't know Uh, i think you know when you're a small business you don't see because you're from the corporate world i've been in a corporate world so i know all of this and i work with it very closely because i was part of the world i was in and out I know this, but a lot of people, when they have small business, they don't have a clue. I'm living in a little town. Life is good. There is no bad guy around here or just Joe, the drunk one, once a while who go run barefoot <laughs> across the street and drop dead in the middle of the street and we have to drag him back home. But you know what I mean? It's like they don't see what the rest of the world does. They don't have an understanding that you got hackers here. You have some over in a Eastern Bloc in Russia. I'm not going to say the other name, but because I'm thinking about them right now, I'm like, no, we're not. But um, you're talking about China. You're talking even North Korea, surely, because they're using the server of China to get out. But there is plenty of people in Africa, everywhere there is hackers. Mm -hmm. So, and they don't think about it because you're in a little world, in your little bubble, and you don't know until somebody pays attention to your business for some unknown reason or want to steal something. 
they will never encounter that. And they, nobody trains anybody. In small business world, small nobody trains anybody. They don't. No. No. Mm -mm. no. And they don't think that they can afford it. And, that's and, the other thing, too. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, that's what our team did for the last eight months. We actually put together packages for small businesses, very affordable, uh, worked with a lot of negotiations with a lot of companies to get pricing <clears throat> that was very fair. And um, we were able to um, get very affordable packages for small businesses. So price should not be an issue for those who are listening because uh, Vemtech has made sure that we have been able to take care of that part of it. You know? okay. so, so now yeah, because about... <clears throat> people don't realize also, and when you, especially when you get a business, then IT is not making, making money, all right? Your sales team will make money. Your products, your services will make money, but you need to spend money in your IT to maintain your a healthy uh, system and process that will work because if you're running and I and that's why I, I love to talk to you because it's like I didn't even plan it in purpose when Volker came three days ago and you now it's mm -hmm. it's perfect um people don't realize how important IT is mm -hmm. and people don't realize that yes it's a lot of money you do spend per year blah, blah blah but that's the engine to run your company you need to understand that the fuel is your sales team who's going to continue to bring the the cash flow right. into it in your profits. But in order for your company to run, it's not only about the product or the service, but it's your IT is one of the pillar and the foundation. And I would say some billion dollar company run them so badly that they're always on thin ice. And it's not only the medium and the small one that is the big one, but if the at least the small one can understand and the medium size can understand how crucial it is to have a good, robust IT without breaking the bank like you guys are. And I'm thankful you are maybe the only one that I know who I thought about renegotiating prices and make sure it's affordable for people, mm -hmm. for companies. This is, this is a lifesaver for them that will help them to keep their company safe. Absolutely. And help them grow. Because mm -hmm. like you said, IT, your marketing team, your sales team, that is the, that is what, that's the foundation that you need in order to get from being a startup to being a sustainable business. And those are the two areas you have to invest in. Mm -hmm. You have to invest yeah. in not only in the security, but in your tools, then are you giving your sales team the tools they need in order to be successful in order to be able to um, save time and, and, and being able to really have quality leads? Like, are mm -hmm. you using a CRM? You know, are you investing for your SEO on your sites? Are you doing lead generation in social media? Mm -hmm. Are, you know, these are the things that also, and and again, IT, but now you're going into the tool aspect. Mm -hmm. So you have the security aspect, you have the tools aspect, but you know, no, I really feel like you have to, there's no way in the world you can stay in business if you don't invest in yourself. If you're not able to invest in yourself, then you know, you're not gonna be in business long. Mm -hmm. you, you really aren't because as people are continuing to invest, and if you are like, oh, I don't need this, I don't need that, 
and they're zooming past you. Well, they're not zooming because they're sitting with an Excel spreadsheet, copy and pasting uh, uh, names and numbers. No, Mm -hmm. it's automated. Things mm-hmm. are automated now. And now we're about to come into the world of bots, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, AI, we're already in bots, but we got AI out there. Yeah, now. on the top of it too, listening yeah. to us and bring us some commercial. We don't even ask for it, but because they heard the noise and they're listening to us, they're just like, oh, maybe you might. And now commercializing the AI yeah. to, to put it within your company. Yeah, exactly. So it never stops. No, it doesn't. So that's right. why we need to go with, how the evolution is when we're talking about IT world, software, hardware, everything, the way it's evolving, we need to be able to catch up and continue to to have security around and be protected because again- And and it's important to have an advisor. If you don't understand, it's okay to say you don't understand, get a consultant. Yeah. Get a consultant, get an advisor. And somebody that that knows what they're doing too, by the way. Help you navigate, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, that's another topic for another day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what is next for you with your company? What what other exciting projects you've got going on? Because that's awesome to hear, by, by the way, about those uh, affordable package for people um, to be able to do that. And even that uh, report, then you're doing this um, discovery call and audit you're doing as well. So we'll give information at the end as well of the room recording and I will put some stuff into the description as well uh, like I normally do so we'll have that cover okay but- well, I mean, what's going on right now is exactly mm-hmm. what you just said I mean literally we spent the last eight months working on this so now it's, we're rolling it out we're rolling out this package to small businesses for a long time we were only able to uh, service those who had, you know, 15 or more um, employees or devices. You know, we were unable to say, I'm sorry, you know, you're too small, you know, at that point, because it wasn't, it wasn't feasible for us to, to have the smaller companies as, um, as clients. But now I don't have to turn away anyone. We don't have to, we can do the sole open door, you know, we're at the micro small business level. So that we are so excited about it. We're getting great feedback, we're getting great turnout. Um, people are seeing the value in it, they're understanding it. And I, I can't say enough about my team. My team is awesome. You know, I have an awesome team of uh, account managers and sales team and my web team and my lead generation. I mean, I could, we could not do this without them. And they are really going out there and getting the word out on our product and people are receiving it. And um, again, like we said, we're offering these incentives, especially with the risk assessment, because we want to educate people. And, um, but it's going well. And that's, and that's, that's our project that we're working on. That's our baby right now that we're, we're pushing forward with. Um, we also are doing um, the business consulting side of it, not per se business consulting as, you know, the typical business, but in yep. regards to your IT. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great. So where people can reach out to you for all of that information you provided so, to us. So like you. Like I said to you before we started, I don't know if I'm gonna remember every <laughs> single, uh, you know, at you know, fmtech.net on Insta, Facebook. But let me tell you this: you can find everything, everything 
including me, including my team, <laughs> my social media at vemtech.net. We are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Uh, we're on Instagram, LinkedIn, and I'm probably forgetting other things uh, that my uh, marketing manager will probably uh, read me on later. However, <laughs> you can find us at vemtech.net, V-E-M-T-E-C-H.net. That's wonderful. Helena Wanamaker. <laughs> and you can uh, find Alima Wanamaker actually on LinkedIn. So if you want to connect directly with Alima, you can connect with her on LinkedIn like I did. And after yeah. that, I stalked her, but we're not going to say that. No, we had such a great chemistry. We talked. Oh, come on. We had. Oh, a great we did. But at the beginning, I think I stalked you at the beginning. <laughs> Didn't I? I thought I did. I think I, I did. I didn't stalking know. people for some some mm. not not everybody, all right. I don't stalk everybody, but there is people that I really want to talk to for some unknown reason. Experience said, okay, oh. you need to talk to that person. So I'm like, I'm not giving it up. It's like a dog with the bone. It's like I'm not giving up the bone. I want it. I want it. <laughs> I do the same thing, right? I would be the dog in that story, by the way, people. So well, I'm so glad because no, I, I love that. I love the way we. I love our chemistry. I, I think you're a fabulous. You are a fabulous host. You're a fabulous of what you do. So I appreciate you actually reaching out because this was a great opportunity. And I love that. I loved our conversation. I love our chemistry. It's always good. I do too. But we're going to do another episode later on to see how your role I was going. And because there is so much to talk about the world of the IT. And oh, yeah. for me, it's a treat to talk about it. And a lot of people don't understand IT. They always think, oh my God, I'm going to talk to a programmer and it's all program and I don't understand. I can barely push the button. My computer don't ask me to talk about IT. But I think the, 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 for me, the, um, the essence of it, of talking about it, is to, for people to understand IT is not a making machine money. You're not making any profits. Mm -mm. And um, I talked about it earlier this week with Parker, who said the same thing. I said, you know, when a CFO looked at uh, what it needs to be cut in pricing, in what budget needs to go down, it's always IT first because IT is expensive to maintain. It's like a car. You have to maintain it. Otherwise, it's going to broke. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are cutting down IT or offshore IT or do things to try to save money, which at the end of the day could put the company in a very unpleasant situation that they don't want to be in. So for me, it's a treat to be able to talk to you so you can explain, like we talk about uh, security, to explain what you do, but the consequences as well. So it was just an overview, but I want more talk with you because I believe that not everybody understands how critical it is mm. at all. So right. if people can be more uh, you know, mindful, they will understand you need your IT. And I've seen people in billion-dollar companies who suffered in IT because everything was, we're going to fix it. We put a band-aid. We're going to fix it because mm. nobody wanted to spend the money. And those guys were so stressed out because if the system broke down, guess who had to work on it for hours? And I'm talking seven days a week. Not and how much hour, and then how much did the company have to pay for those hours and exactly 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 so that's why so it was a pleasure to have you here on my podcast today and uh, uh, we'll talk later as I said within a couple months I'm gonna reach out and said okay we need to do a round two to see how you're doing and what other thing we can talk about it because there is plenty to talk about plenty as long yeah. as there's time it keeps going. <laughs> 
Thank you so much, Anima. We'll talk to you later. Bye. All right.